They gonna get mad at me for this one. Is my mic on top? UK, US, turn it up. Beecher Cannon, Governor B, let's go. You can turn the cameras on. Greetings, salutations, happy new year. This is Minister Alexander Jones, Apostle Chris Ward, with the voice of Dominion Broadcast. We welcome you to our show. We thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to us on KTYM.media, or if you are listening to us on Anchor.fm, which is the voice of Dominion Radio, the voice of Dominion Broadcast is Anchor.fm forward slash the voice of Dominion. You can find our podcast channel on anchor and on spotify and on numerous other um, podcast applications you can also listen to our saturday watch and listen our saturday service we have a saturday church service at los angeles at the durack christian church at 9015 south vermont and it's 8 11 and Apostle will brings the word every week live. We look forward to seeing you there if you come in. If you're not able to make it, then you can watch watch and or listen to us on YouTube at our YouTube channel, The Voice of Dominion Broadcast. And you can't miss it because it's the only one like it. Hallelujah. And if you want to call us, send us a call or text 424-261-3208. The number is always good. The number is always on. It'll never be cut off. So anytime you got an emergency, you want to you want to get in the ministry, you have a question, you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you want to be saved, set text to call that number. You can email us at W-A-R-D-I-N-T at Hotmail.com. W-A-R-D-I-N-T at Hotmail.com. We thank you for those who have been listening faithful over the last few weeks that we, as we've been doing this show. And we've been talking about the Voice of Dominion, uh, the vo- walking in the supernatural power of God. Apostle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Happy New Year. We, by the time you hear this show, you'll be in the third week of the new year, and I'm starting off with a bang. Yo, you can go to YouTube, uh, uh, Voice of Dominion on YouTube, and our Saturday services will be there. We should be caught up after this week because we've got a couple shows that wasn't on there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We're going to get them caught up there, young man. Yeah, he's my... YouTube and uh, constant contact; those are the two two things. Plus some other stuff, which we're gonna we we'll, we'll be looking at um, what we need to do with that. But we're talking about the uh, worldly mindset through politics, religion, social media, okay, and economics that has slipped into the body of Christ. And I continually go back to them if you if you're a listener and you should be listening because you know whenever there there's a new dimension that opens up in in the heavens when God has opened up a new dimension and this year 2020 the word 20 means and you know this it, it really broke me up from a numerological standpoint now I'm not into uh, ast- uh, astrology and all that and palm reading don't even stick me there. But numbers have biblical significance. And when you look up the number 20 for uh, the biblical significance that the number 20 has, it means and pretty much has a connotation. One is half of 40. 40 is the number for test trials and tribulations, okay, and the ending of them. And 20 means you're halfway in the middle and you start thinking about things that concern you most, okay? And if you look at our president, okay, 
In the year 2020, he's due to be elected the second time. And what has he done? He had he is doing what he can perceives to be what concerns the United States most, and that's dealing with our enemies and dealing with his enemies internally here, which is the Congress and and all these um, uh, people that have no no spiritual recollection. He's standing against the LGBTQ, okay, and that's they are major persecutors of the church. And all that stuff has 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 slipped into the church. There was a church in Cincinnati that had a LB, uh, LGBTQ day, and they had a transvestite, big old grown man with an Adam's apple the size of of a, of a pear, big old hands greeting people coming into the church, passing these rainbow colors out to the people. So, and I and I bring all that up to you because the body of Christ has got to be about their father's business now. There are too many enemies. They are par- parading and coming out, and they are spending millions of dollars to proliferate a political agenda that will make it illegal. They got SR99 here in California, and I'm in California, that want to make it illegal to speak against LGBTQ. If you're a preacher, you can't even say it. That's what they want to get it to. You can't comment on the lifestyle at all. You cannot have a Bible. You cannot deal with children because that you, you know. If you look at these, look at the cartoons and the movies and the children's programs, all this stuff done snuck in where it's okay. All the media you're looking at, all these other media sources, Netflix, BET, uh, Lifetime, all this stuff done snuck in there. Okay, not just LGBTQ, but ungodly uh, principles and characteristics. And it's because the the church is sleeping. The church is sitting around talking about, oh, that's a shame. And then you and what it does is it builds people in our society who are broken, damaged, and and schizophrenic. Because they have no peace, there is no rest. They lack in money, they lack in peace, they lack in rest. And we're supposed to be giving them Christ and them the hope of glory. Okay, we're supposed to minister first and then allow God to work with our money based on the participation of our ministry. See, based on the participation of our ministry. And there's there's four things here, and I dealt with this some at our Saturday morning 830 service at 9815, 9815 South Vermont Avenue at the Do Right Christian Church where we meet every Saturday morning at 8.30 and 9.30. I'm bringing the word clear. It's a, My voice is a clear horn, and I'm. It's there's no mistaking what I'm dealing with, okay? But there's four things that keep people. One is unbelief. They don't operate in faith. It's impossible to please God, okay, without faith, and you can't have faith in God unless you go to him. He has to be your go-to plan. He has to be the one that you depend on, not a man, not your mama, not your daddy, not the world system. It needs to be Jesus and his benefit package. And for you to do that, you got to make a total sacrifice. So you have unbelief, lack of faith. Okay. Some uh, sickness hit us. We run to the doctor first. You call pastor to pray for you or somebody and you should. In the book of James, it talks about that. You should call for a pastor and let him anoint you with oil that you may recover. Okay, I got that. 
But that mindset is only a step instead of you sitting before the Lord and asking him, why has this ailment been able to take my body over? Because divine healing, okay, is what is necessary. And restoration is what is necessary. It ain't got nothing to do with why it came on you. And if you get to the place where you find out why this sickness, disease, or infirmity came on me and you've changed that, you won't have to call pastor. You won't have to be in a hospital. You won't have to be have no medication. Hello. Good morning. You won't have to have aches and pains in your body. My Bible says, he had he Jesus Christ has already bore your sorrows, sins, sicknesses, griefs, and infirmities on the tree that you already haven't been made whole or healed by Jesus stripes. See, that's what my Bible says. One First Peter two twenty four says, "By Jesus stripes you're healed." He already paid the price for your healing, but that you because of ignorance or disobedience or just straight up rebellion. Okay, and all that comes out of affects your faith. Okay, this the onset of mental or physical your physical body and your mental mind and how it works. Okay, dysfunction, something is dysfunctioning, and everybody, especially as you get older, you know, I, I listen to a lot of older people. I'm 64 years old. I know I sound like I'm 34. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I think like a 20 year old, this body is being restored to the age of 20. That's my prayer every day. That guess when somebody says, Well, that is that's impossible. Yeah, it's possible. If Jesus got raised from the dead out of a tomb and he had been dead for three years, and when he got up, he had an incorruptible body, God can make this body incorruptible and make it stay at 20 years of age while it's still alive. This one ain't never died. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I never died. And I hope I never do until I get to be 120 till Jesus come back or to our Totally finish, totally lead a billion people to the Lord. Hello, good morning. So we don't go to God in faith and saying, listen, what is the problem? See, what is the problem? Then if we do and he tells us what we need to do, do we do it? That's an obedience issue. Let's go to Acts 5.32. That's where I'm at. Okay. It says here, and we are his witnesses. Okay, this is a testimony of Jesus Christ. Let's go to 530. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on the tree. Somebody, this, this is Peter, letting, it, letting these boys have it. Go read 31 for me, Alex. Him had God exalted with his right hand to be prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost whom God has given un given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Okay, stop right there. God gives the Holy Ghost to them and obey him. Now, this is Acts chapter 5. This is a very uh, uh, poignant scripture because if you go back to the beginning of it, it's Ananias and Sapphira who were allowed to die because of a partial commitment to God. And it had to do with money. See, uh, you, I ain't never heard nobody preach that with, with real ferocity and real anointing in the church. We, the preachers skip over that. 
And this Christian dying every day for the same thing instead of them preaching it and allowing the people to process their minds separately, they're doing something else. See? They're doing something else. They're preaching something else about what God's going to do for you. How about the judgment of God that comes on people who, when they know exactly what they're doing, they make a partial commitment to God, have no faith, and then do something else? And that's the number one reason for sickness and disease. You really want to know? And premature death. People who are, you know, you Christians are shot. And, you know, and what's what's really sad is that man, mankind, instead of being ministers and operating inside the ministry scope that God have given them before the foundation of the world, we create a cause. I say we. I'm talking about mankind in general. After my son gets shot in the middle of the street. Then I'm on a parade. Then I'm going to have a ministry and set up a foundation and ask you to funnel some money into it so I can make a lot of noise instead of doing that beforehand while your kids were still alive. Instead of raising them in the fear and admonition of the Lord so a bullet couldn't take them. I was looking at a, a, a biography on Ricky Smiley. And as he started to rise in Hollywood and, and his, his shows and all that, he took a point blank Sawed off shotgun. He was one of he he was the little uh, liquor store close by where the house where he was at where he lived and where he grew up. He was visiting his mom and his grandmama, and he wanted to went to the corner store and saw one of his friends on the phone, and they were he waved at him. Evidently, he went over there to say something, and, and some this guy three guys turned the corner, okay, and when he looked and the guy had a sawed off shotgun and shot him in the center of his torso at point blank range with a shotgun and he lived. He cried out for help as he was bleeding. He said he could hear his heart because it startled him and he realized he had been shot and he started running, bleeding profusely from a point blank two foot shot, sawed off shotgun blast to his to his kidney, below his heart and ribs, and you know that you know with the pellets of a shotgun and all that, you know that covered that whole area. And he was bleeding profusely, and began to holler out, "Help me! I'm bleeding!" And, and it, it just have so happened. Now watch, even though stuff happens to you, because I've been shot before, God will put you if it's going to happen, and be, for one reason or another, it happened. Okay, all these people getting gunshots and they dying. And I'm alive and Ricky Smiley alive. But the thing he had, he had made a vow. And I, me and my wife was looking at that. We were looking at that show. And I asked her, it was a test question. I said, why was his life spared? Because he was bleeding profusely. He hollered out and a nurse came from across the street, ripped his shirt off his back, planted it on the wounds to stop the bleeding, called 911 immediately, got him to the hospital. He went into emergency surgery, and the next morning he was still alive. All these people out here, and guess what? He didn't create no cause against guns and all that. What he did was he turned and created a foundation, okay, to work with kids because his father had died prematurely, okay, who didn't have fathers. It was a ministry, and before he left to go to Hollywood and all that, he was in a very poverty-stricken home. And he said to the Lord, if you get me out of here and raise me up, I will serve you. Somebody said, well, it took a gunshot to do that. It doesn't matter. But because he made that vow to be a minister, 
okay, and to do something for people inside the call that God had for him, he saved him even when before he even realized all of that was going to take place, the Lord saved him from a point-blank, sawed-off shotgun shot. We ain't talking about no single bullet. We're talking about a, gun, a shotgun face-to-face. The, the man shot him and the three of the guys took off. Now, why did they shoot him and all that? Who knows? But what we need to focus on is that ministry gives you added benefits. God will save your life when catastrophe comes upon you. And I know this firsthand because I've been shot. God will give the Holy Ghost and power to them that will obey him. And to obey the Holy Spirit, He's from the first things that he does with you, and if you start listening to his voice, and dealing with you is he gets, he starts leading you down the road of ministry, even years before you know you've be, been called to be a minister. I was at my mom and dad's house for two years before he said, I want you to be a minister. A year, somewhere between one and two years. And I said, Lord, how will that happen? Because I was a, I was a hot mess going somewhere to be messy. I was fornicating and snorting cocaine and smoking weed and drinking in the dives pressed up. Somebody said, well, you shouldn't tell nobody. I'm trying to tell you that if God forgives and heals and delivers, if you make a commitment to serve him, if not, your soul going to be the same as it was. You're going to be thinking somebody owe you something in the world that God owe you based on the gospel that's being preached that is insufficient in churches. And my call is to bring up millennial ministers. And I heard this. There's a, there was a, I heard a prophecy from a, uh, prophet that was online because I'm constantly surveying. I ain't got to go to you. I go to churches when led by the Lord, but all most a lot of the online ministers who are more popular, supposedly, have YouTube and they got Facebook and you can go, you can listen without going to the church. Okay, and I got my own church, my own nonprofit besides the church. I'm the president of the NFL PA. Uh, Los Angeles chapter, and we got into, we start just started a nonprofit with that, and everything that I do is about getting souls. It's about having access to serve hurting, disenfranchised, and economically undeveloped people, so that I will have an access to bring them to the God. Because all good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. Yeah, listen, that little money that you got last time somebody gave you some money, it came from the Lord. It didn't come from your job. It didn't come from the world system because if that was the case, if they had the freedom to do that, they wouldn't pay you nothing. Work you 80 hours a week and give you nothing. And some of y'all done been through that on some of the jobs where you was at. They worked you and was supposed to give you a raise and was supposed to give you vacation pay and they withheld your money. So them, them, them all them hours that you built up to get that vacation pay, you never got it. And then they fired you before you can get it. Or laid you off, one of the two. It's the world system. He gives it. So what keeps you? Disobedience, rebellion, and lack of faith. Pride. It don't take all that. It don't take all that, preacher. All that you talking. I got to give up all of my life. I went to school and got my degree in and I'm all lifted up, man. I make eighty thousand a year, but you two hundred and you you a million dollars in debt. So your net worth is minus eight hundred thousand. Okay, you got it, the world system put you in debt. You yeah, you went to school and you owe another fifty thousand 
50,000 of that, 60, 100,000 of that is school loans that you took out to get through. Ooh. Uh, my sister said, uh, he got something. He, he going to deal, he dealing with them. Okay. It's pride. Unbelief and pride and then self-righteousness. I don't need to do all that. God will accept me the way I am. I don't, it doesn't take all that preacher. God never told us that we had to be a minister. It's in the book and I can take you to it a hundred times. And, you know, um, let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 17. This is off my beaten path. Mark. 10, 17. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to have, oh my God, I'm at 20 minutes. 10, 17. Read that for me, Alex. And when he was gone forth in the way, he, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So here's Jesus going through the world, doing ministry, and this man obviously had watched him, and this man had obviously saw the working of the power just like uh, Simon the sorcerer did, okay? And he wanted Jesus for the right reason. He said, because he said, good master. He didn't say, give me what you got, and I'll give you some money for it, okay? Big difference in mindset. What shall I do that I may in inherit eternal life? So go ahead and read verse 18 for me. And Jesus said unto him, Why call you me good? There is no one good but God. Now see, that is a that's not a self-righteous or prideful position. See, Jesus, knowing he had all power in his hands to work miracles, signs, and wonders, what did he say to the man? Don't worship me, man. I ain't got nothing to do with this. I'm a servant. I'm fulfilling my ministry mission, which is to come here and to show everybody who God is, what he wants from them, and how to get it done. Oh, hallelujah. I done preached myself happy. <laughs> Read the next verse. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness to fraud or honor thy father and their mother. Okay, stop right there. And their mother? Okay. Father and mother? <laughs> <laughs> My, my son, I love him. <laughs> oh, man, you make me laugh when I'm supposed to be <laughs> And it's mother. You better listen to mother. Okay. <laughs> Children, you better listen to your mother. All right. <laughs> Verse 20 says, And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things have I observed from my youth. So from the youth, he had been connected to church. He had been going to the synagogues. He had been going through the Old Testament. He saw the New Testament prophet that the Old Testament prophet, the final Old Testament prophet that connects the old with the new, that fulfilled the old and is bringing a new dispensation. And he saw miracle signs and wonders coming in and he wanted some of that. But he said, from a youth. So Jesus asked him to make a commitment. Read verse 21 for me. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one Thing you like go to your way and sell whatever you have and give to the okay poor. get rid of all that stuff get your old life okay get rid of it all this stuff that you give all this attention to you got a, a million dollars in the stock market and you spend eight hours a day flipping on there to see what the stock market is doing with your money 
Duh. That's ignorant anyway. Okay, go ahead. And give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. What is he telling them to do? Same thing I'm telling you to do. Give up the old life. Find your ministry, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit give you the Holy Spirit with power, signs, miracles, and wonders. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Seek wisdom in the Holy Spirit. Do what he told you to do. And then come into full-time ministry. What did the man say? And he was sad at the saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Stop right there. He was not willing to give up the old life. See? Because Jesus didn't say, well, come be an a, a, a apostle in training and in the Jesus Christ uh, ministry training program, and we'll give you shelter, and we'll give you uh, camels and, 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 and oxen to ride on, and you get a clothing allowance, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and guess what? Don't worry about your money. You can give that to my ministry, and then we'll just take care of all the rest of it. He ain't saying nothing like that. Jesus looked around, he said, and he, and he was sad in verse 22, and he was sad at the saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. So he had figured this money thing out, and you got 99 of 100 Christians, they never figured the money thing out. But pride and self-righteousness, because money gives you, there's a pride that goes with money, man. You start accumulating money by the millions, and guess what? You, it changes you. Now it can change you for the better or for the worse. Okay, and, and, and that's all de determined by God and how you treat people afterwards. What is the purpose for the money? See, Christians who are in ministry who are wealthy, and there's a lot of them. I'm studying them all over the world now. I'm listening to what they're preaching. There's quite a few preachers here in the United States who, who are multiple millionaires, and they have a flow. But their thing is it's about God, his people, and the edification of the kingdom. Mm, 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 mm. Read verse 23 for me. And Jesus looked around and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they, they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? You okay? Yeah, what's your... Here, let me... Bye-bye! <laughs> I just gave him a good shot to get, wake him up. <laughs> he... <laughs> I'm about to twist you up. Yeah, yeah read your verse 24 <laughs> for me. And the disciples were just astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said unto him, Children, how hard is it? For them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. If you trust in your abilities, your education, what you've accumulated, okay? Going back to Ricky Smiley, Ricky Smiley had started to, to accumulate a reputation. And uh, Steve Harvey was mentoring him in this comedy realm before he started the Comedy Kings, right? The Kings of Comedy. And Steve Harvey told him, so listen, you need to get on a plane and get here, and they were doing prank calls. Tommy does that now. Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. If you don't, don't don't worry about it. It's a morning show, the Steve Harvey morning show. They do uh, his one of his nephew does prank calls. He calls people this foolishness based on some information of somebody that want to pull a prank on the, on their friend, mama, brother, whoever. But Ricky Smiley initiated the prank call thing, and did, and it was going so well. And Steve Harvey told him, said, "Listen." I want you to come from, uh, he was in, in Birmingham, Alabama to Dallas at the time. And I want you to, to come and do the prank call show on my show. And Ricky Smiley told him, said, listen, I just, I just bought a house, man. I just bought a house 
and then got settled. I just, you know, came up on enough money to buy a house big enough for me and my kids and, and my family to live in. And now you want me to leave Birmingham, Alabama to come to Dallas and live. And, to, and he said that Steve Harvey went off on him. And he told him, said, listen, if you don't come, get on that plane tonight and you're not here first thing in the morning to do this prank call, don't ever call me anymore. Now, somebody said, well, that was an ungodly attitude. It, it might have been. But it's biblical in that he was saying that, listen, when your mentor, Jesus Christ, calls upon your life for you to make a sacrifice. See, the sacrifice was he had to put that old life behind him. He ended up being on the Kings of Comedy Tour as the uh, 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 as the announcer and the, the, the ceremony announcer between the acts. And he he was able to get his comedy out there, and that springboarded him because they they did uh, HBO movies and Showtime movies and stuff on that, and he got notoriety and made more money than he ever spent on a house in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, what being obedient? Read the next verse for me. And it's easier for a camel, verse twenty five, to go through out of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. This is the apostle Chris Ward. Call me at 424-261-3208. Email me at wardint at hotmail.com. Okay. You can go to Global Apostolic Ministerial Network and you can reach us there. Okay. Uh, G-A-M-N dot life, L-I-F-E. And you can give us a donation or you can you can contact me. You can email me there. You can reach us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue. And if you can't get there on Saturday mornings at 830, Guess what? You can go to YouTube and hear the messages. And most of the radio and the YouTube messages are the same. It's Apostle Chris Wood. I love you. Happy New Year to you.